Welcome to the Wealthy Coach Podcast, where I teach you how to become wealthy AF in your business, your mindset, your coaching, and your life. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. I am a former functional health coach turned online business mentor for health coaches, practitioners, and professionals. I'm here to help you grow the online business of your dreams by teaching you the strategy, the tech, and by helping you cultivate the mindset you need to be a badass health entrepreneur. I'm blunt, I'm to the point, and I'll probably drop an F-bomb or two, so fasten your seatbelts and get ready to become wealthy AF. Hey, hey, my friend, welcome back to the Wealthy Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. And if you're joining me for the first time, I'm an online business mentor and coach for health and wellness coaches and practitioners. And my goal is to help you create a profitable and sustainable business online so that you can have more freedom, more flexibility, and of course, help change the world. Awesome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. We're going to switch gears a little bit for today's episode. I'm actually going to give you guys a guest recording that I did with Diana Papa of the My Design Tomorrow podcast. And in this episode, I go into a little bit of my story and my best tips to be a high performing health boss. It's a great interview, not too long, so not asking for much time from you. And I think you're really going to love it. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll see you guys again next Monday, same place, same time, where I help you become wealthy AF. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. And thank you once again for watching our interviews. I know that you are learning a lot. Our special guest today is Kendra Perry. Kendra is a former multiple six figures functional health coach who turned into an online business strategist for health and wellness coaches and practitioners. She's on a mission to stop health coaches from being broke by helping them build booming businesses they are in love with. She has currently helped hundreds of coaches grow their practices, attract consistent clients, and blow up their bank accounts. She's the creator of the ground breaking health coach accelerated method, which turns scared coaches into confident, focused, and high performing health entrepreneurs. She's also the founder of the Group Program Academy, which teaches coaches to scale their income and impact with online group coaching programs. Kendra has been featured in Ariana Huffington's Stripe Global, CEO Blog Nation, and Authority Magazine for her expertise on sales. Welcome, welcome, Kendra. Thank you so much for being with me on this journey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am honored, and your bio is very impressive. You turn from health coach to helping other coaches. I love this expression to blow up their bank accounts. <laughs> What is your story and how did you start on this path? Yeah, so I think personally, I was always meant to be an entrepreneur because I remember in high school, in the career class where everyone's choosing their career, I just felt kind of depressed (laughs) because, you know, I didn't love that nine to five schedule. Like I felt like it was exhausting and I hated that I was always waiting for the weekend and dreading Mondays. And I was kind of like, well, So this is it. This is what I do. And then I'm just going to go find a job and, you know, keep doing this. And, you know, this was like 
the early 2000s. So entrepreneurship wasn't really talked about. It wasn't really offered as an option. So I went to university, didn't really have much direction, kind of flailed around. I did graduate. I did do pretty well, but I didn't really care. And mostly was just there to like have a good time, party, like meet people, right? And um, I ended up in forestry, uh, which is like a seasonal job, right? So I'd work really hard in the summer and I'd take the winters off. And that kind of appealed to me because I really liked the outdoors. But, you know, it was pretty grueling work when you're doing it. And when I in, when I was about 25, I moved to the small town that I live in now. It's a tiny little mountain town in British Columbia. And I've been a skier my whole life. I used to compete in high school. And I moved here essentially to do a ski season. And one day at the ski hill, this guy came up to me and he's like, hey, you're a really great skier. I'm a photographer. Do you want to be in photos and movies? And I was like, uh, yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> so I started shooting with him and pretty much any photographer who would take me at that time. And I started having this dream of like, oh my God, I could be a professional skier. I could travel the world, this like glamorous lifestyle, like getting paid to go to all these exotic locations. And so that's what I really focused on that winter. But at the end of the winter, I had a crash and hurt my knee and ended up needing reconstructive knee surgery. And the knee surgery I needed required a pretty long rehab. And so unfortunately that kind of ended that dream for me. And this was also problematic for my summer job, right? Because, you know, need a good knee to bushwhack around the bush and whatever. Right. So I was kind of lost, you know, and a lot of my identity, my whole life had been tied up into being a skier, couldn't work, ended up on medical unemployment, just had no idea what to do. And unfortunately that surgery also triggered what I think were some underlying health issues that I'd probably had for some time. You know, I was, I partied pretty hard, did a lot of drugs, drank a lot. So I think I'd put my body under a lot of stress. And after the surgery, I started experiencing severe insomnia and chronic fatigue. And I was just, it was just such a hard time in my life. And I just didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, how can I stay in this town where there's not much job opportunity, not have to move to a city and, you know, make good money doing something I love because I didn't want to do something I hated. Right. And one day I was listening to a podcast and the guy who's being interviewed was talking about his health coaching certification program. And suddenly I kind of had this aha moment. I was like, oh my God, I could have this online business and I could use this to heal myself. So I kind of was like, okay, I'll kill two birds with one stone. So that's what I did. I ended up taking the certification program, starting a health coaching business, which was really difficult because <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I think at that point in my life, you know, I could essentially write in a word document and turn on a computer. I was, I wasn't super tech literate. Right. So I went through a lot of trials and tribulations. I was very, uh, stubborn and determined to kind of figure it out on my own, which I don't think served me well in the beginning. It led to, I think it took me a lot longer to kind of get to a sustainable business than it would have had I hired a mentor or asked for help. But I did eventually get there about three years later, got to my first six figures, had my first 10K months, started making that consistently. And I had a lot of my colleagues reaching out to me. They're like, you've been so successful. How did you do it? And so I started consulting on the side and then just realized that I loved it. I'm super passionate about the business, the tech, the strategy, the mindset, all of that stuff. And just also realized there's such a huge need for it. I was just seeing so many of my colleagues really struggle. And honestly, that does the world a huge disservice, right? Because our world is pretty sick. A lot of people are struggling with, you know, physical, emotional, mental health issues. And I truly believe that health coaches are the key to shifting like 
global collective consciousness. So I started to see that there was a huge need there. So I transitioned to doing that in 2019. That's very inspiring. Thank you so much, Kenra. Thank you for uh, being here once again. I know that, um, as you mentioned, you actually transformed those crisis, crisis moments into uh, something fulfilling for you. And it became actually your growing path or your growth opportunity. And I know there are so many business owners who are actually just giving up because they don't know how to get out of those situations. Mm-hmm. And actually, you took advantage of that. And three years actually is not so much. Uh, even if you developed your own method, how did you do it? How? Uh, what is the secret to move from that moment where you are you cannot make any income to uh, making actually six figures? What triggered that change? Yeah, so I think the three things that are really critical, um, and they were critical for me, and I think this is true for anyone who's trying to build a business, is you need the proper mindset you need dedication and you need consistency. And I think those three things together um, are really important. And you'll notice that I didn't say strategy. Uh, Strategy is obviously important, but really strategy is the easy part. It's just kind of like the numbers and the data and the analyzing and, you know, trying new things. But what really you mentioned people, they get stuck, they give up. I think that's a big mindset thing, right? Um, Because what people don't know about business is it triggers all your insecurities, right? It's this massive journey in personal development. A lot of people don't know that. And perhaps they're not ready for it because they're completely ignorant to it. And I was too, right? And I noticed what was getting triggered were high school insecurities. Like, what if no one shows up to my party? What if I don't fit in with the cool kids? What if nobody likes me? Like a lot of that stuff was really coming up for me. And, you know, with mindset, it's not like you just figure it out and then you're good. It comes up at every stage in business. So really it's a process of healing and learning and also just learning how to manage these things right and learning how to make them work for you so i think the mindset for me was really critical i was really committed to kind of making it work and i mean honestly at the time i didn't have a backup plan right like i don't live in this place where there's all this career opportunity and i was like either this is i figure this out or like i'm kind of screwed right So sometimes I think not having a backup plan is good, (laughs) but you have to be obviously dedicated. I've always been incredibly dedicated and and that probably comes from my like higher achiever roots. You know, I was always like a straight A student overachiever. I was an athlete and um, sometimes that doesn't serve me well. Sometimes that can manifest into like workaholic tendencies, but I think just being really dedicated and, and connecting to something deeper, right? Like I think, I have this big dream of shifting collective consciousness or at least being a part of that. And I think every business owner needs something that's a little bit deeper than money. And then of course, consistency. And I think people confuse consistency with frequency, right? Um, They're like, well, I need to show up five times a day, every day. I need to post 10 times a day on social media. I need to be on stories all day. I need to do this. That's frequency. That's not consistency. And consistency is a little bit different for everyone. And it shifts as you grow your business, right? As you build a team, as you get help, uh, consistency can become more frequent. But I think where people go wrong is they're not consistent. So essentially they ghost their audience, right? They're like the friend who's like, yeah, let's hang out all the time, every day, call you every day, let's do all these things. And then they just disappear for a month. And you're like, well, what the heck, right? So that's how your audience feels when you're inconsistent. So I think those three pieces were a big part of my journey, but I think they can help anyone who's trying to build a business. 
I love that. Thank you, Kendra. I would like to ask you because you mentioned about consistency and about maintaining this rhythm in our business. I know that uh, sometimes we are struggling with, um, we are becoming overwhelmed and maybe there are too many tasks. As you mentioned, you have to post on social media, you have to do your marketing strategy, whatever is beside this. And how do we keep our well-being and our health? Because you have both sides, the business and the health part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a great question. And it's definitely possible. Like I built a business while healing from chronic fatigue. Right. And I actually think my business is what it was part of what helped me heal. Now, because I was dealing with chronic fatigue, I've never really been able to necessarily hustle for long periods of time. Like I can have these kind of quick bursts, but I always needed to rest a lot. So I think you have to take the pressure off. Everyone is on their own journey and there's no point in building a business that destroys your health or makes you feel like shit every day. Right super, super important. So I think where entrepreneurs get tripped up is with the to-do list because it's kind of never ending, but you almost have to embrace it and be like, well, this is, I'm never going to just be done. Right. And, and if you can kind of cultivate that, I think then it's just like, oh, it's just the journey. Right. Um, and so I think that's really important. Now, the other thing that is really important is getting help and new business owners particularly are usually pretty resistant to getting help because they're like, well, I can't hire until I make money. But the truth is, is you can't afford not to hire, right? Because you, if when you get bogged down with administrative tasks that don't make you money, they're necessary, but they don't make you money. I mean, that takes away from your ability to actually do the money-making activities, which are essentially sales and marketing, right? Putting yourself out there, creating content, engaging with your audience, booking podcasts, interviews, right? Collaborations, that sort of thing, working on building your email list, whatever. But if all you're doing is managing clients, managing files, answering customer service emails, right? Like all of these kind of admin tasks, like editing videos, scheduling your social media, that's a problem, right? Because you need to spend a lot of time on sales and marketing. It's really the only thing you should be focusing on in the beginning. And it's pretty inexpensive to outsource these days, especially with really simple tasks like scheduling social media. And that's a big one that I say, just outsource that. Imagine creating all your content and then handing it off to someone else to just schedule it. I mean, how good would that feel? Because that even like hour or two hours a month that it takes you to do that, still an hour or two hours a month that you could commit to doing more productive tasks or you could use to take a break. Right. Absolutely. Thank you, Kendra. And uh, this makes me think about something I always say is that uh, business owners need to choose. Do you want to be a marketer? Do you want to uh, be a leader? Do you want to be a combination of all of this? Because actually, when we do everything, as you mentioned, we are no longer into the leadership position. We are not leading a team or guiding a team, but we are doing actually implementing everything. So I think everyone needs to choose which path to take in order to really get fulfilled. And this took me a long time to identify it myself as you mentioned I was trying to do everything I got exhausted I'm like I don't want to do this I don't like it and I don't want to I will get rid of it as much as possible and absolutely for me this was the secret do you think there is any other secret for for high performing coaches that uh, everyone could apply yeah I think something to really master is, is communication Right. And, and communication is marketing. I think people get confused with what actually is marketing. Well, it's obviously putting yourself out there, but it's also being able to communicate succinctly what you do 
and how you help people and what your mission is. And I think that's the biggest struggle is the communication because you're essentially on different levels, right? And I can speak to health coaches, like they go to health coaching school, learn all this nerdy health coaching crap. And then they want to teach that exact same thing to their audience, but their audience isn't trying to be a health coach, right? Um, and typically, typically it's too technical. It's too academic, right? It doesn't make sense. It's too data driven. And you're speaking to lay people who don't have education in this and don't necessarily even want to learn it, right? They're in a position where they're like, I'm sick. I feel like crap. I'm suffering. I need to fix this. I just want to know how to fix this. I don't need to know all the dirty details, right? And so communication is really important. And it's really important to learn how to get on the same level. Right. And so market research really comes in here. And for anyone who is new, like mid-level business, even higher level business, like market research is this ongoing task. It's particularly important in the beginning, which essentially just means getting to know your person, right? Like who are you serving? What problem do you help them with? And what outcome can they expect? And like, what are their dreams? What are their desires? What are their struggles? What are their inside jokes? What are the stories that they're dealing with? on a daily basis that only they would understand or only the person who has that problem would truly understand, right? And so we can't expect them to want to work with us or even follow us if our communication doesn't connect with them, right? That communication is so, so incredibly important. And so we can learn how to communicate with people by understanding them, right? And by speaking their language. And so I think when you're high performing, it's about the messaging, it's the communication, it's really being able to deeply connect with these people so they feel heard and they feel seen. Absolutely. This reminds me of active listening, something that I learned in my leadership positions in my career, because this is something that um, for me, it sounds obvious or it's something that would come naturally. You need to listen to the other person in order to know how to act or uh, how to behave or what to do even. But uh, apparently this needs to be taught sometimes. So this is pretty much the same actually in every part of our business. And I was wondering why you were explaining this. Is it also something that is essential in sales? Absolutely. And yeah, I think it's great that you bring that up because in the sales script that I teach my students, like active listening is very much a part of it because people just want to feel seen and heard. But if you don't understand them, then they're not going to feel seen and heard. Right. And, you know, when we're talking about sales, particularly like a sales conversation or a sales call, you really are only doing 20 to 25% max of the talking. Really, it's about the prospect and them sharing their experience and you essentially sitting there listening to determine, well, first off, can I help this person? Is this person someone I can help? But also like, are they ready to take this on? Are they ready to do the work? Because not everyone is, but we really want to validate people's experiences. Absolutely. And so active listening is, is huge in, you know, not only social media marketing, but also in, in sales conversations. Is there anything else behind sales? Is there a framework, an easy steps uh, that you could uh, explain to us for our audience? They could apply right away. Yeah. So I would say like, I mean, sales, like we talked about, starts with communication, right? But then I think people need to probably sell more and not be afraid to sell. Because I think a lot of people, they 
there's a lot of um, <clears throat> like negative perceptions around sales. I think we think of like telemarketing. We think of the slimy door-to-door sales person who's trying to sell you like a broken vacuum or something like that, right? So people are, are pretty hesitant towards selling, um, but it's really, really important. And really you should be selling on a regular basis. Like, and, and there's a way to do this both directly and indirectly, right? Like directly is like buy my thing, but indirectly is to continually mention your program, right? Or your product, right? Like even just in your content, like if you're teaching something, you can literally say, this comes from module three of health coach accelerator, where we talk about mindset. Right. And just constantly like infusing it in there so that people start to associate you with your product. Um, it's kind of like an awareness thing that it, it always starts with like this communication piece and this awareness. Right. And then it, it sort of depends how um, you're selling. Now, I teach my students how to sell uh, high ticket using sales calls. And I think one of the biggest hacks, it's not the easiest thing to implement, but it, it's incredible. And this simple thing alone could triple your close rate, right? which is detachment right? Detachment from the outcome because energy matters when it comes to sales, energy truly matters. And if you are desperate to get the sale, you're feeling like I need the sale or else people are going to feel that. And they may not know what they're sensing, but they're going to sense something. And, and that's probably why people get a lot of ghosting, right? If you have the experience where people seem really into everything and then they are like, yeah, I'll think about it. And then they ghost you. That might be an energy thing, right? people sense that. And so I think we can approach sales. If you approach sales from, I call it serve first, sell second, right? If your main objective is to serve the person, to help them feel seen and heard and to find the best outcome for them, even if it's not working with you, I mean, that alone can greatly increase your sales close rate, right? Because people aren't going to want to sign up for you if they feel like you desperately need them, right? Thank you so much, Kendra. What are your programs? I know that I mentioned a few at the beginning in your bio, but could you uh, tell us more about your programs and your services that you are offering? Yeah, so my primary offer is Health Coach Accelerator, and it's for any coach in the health and wellness space, right? Natural paths, uh, like licensed dietitians, health coaches, fitness coaches, even like mindset, spiritual and life coaches will come through it. And essentially, it is sort of like a foundational business program for coaches who are looking to make 10K per month. So anyone who's new, maybe a little bit more seasoned, but they're, you know, maybe not hitting that benchmark yet. Maybe they are doing 5k or maybe they did 10k once and they weren't able to do it again. And they want to learn how to communicate their message, right? To their people. They want to learn how to sell high ticket programs and, um, market without paid advertising, then that is essentially what I teach inside Health Coach Accelerator. And um, the best way to work for with me, I also have Group Program Academy, which teaches coaches how to launch and create their first group coaching program. Consider that second level. I, I think people should start with one-on-one high ticket so that they, you know, truly start to understand the person of whom they want to sell the group program to, because, you know, group programs require volume. You need an audience, you need an email list. And, and in the beginning, a lot of people don't really have that infrastructure in place. So while you're building that, um, I always recommend that people sell one-on-one high ticket and start with Health Coach Accelerator. Amazing. Thank you, Kendra. For those of you um, who need Kendra and who are out there struggling, don't hesitate to contact her because she's there to guide you every step in the way. I would like to close our interview, Kendra, today by asking you, how can people contact you? 
Yeah. So the best way to connect with me is on Instagram. That's where I hang out. I answer all my DMs. My handle is at Kendra Perry Inc. So it's at Kendra Perry Inc. I also have my own podcast called the Wealthy Coach Podcast, where we talk about strategy, tech, mindset, um, tools, kind of all the things you need to build a six-figure online coaching business. And my website is KendraPerry.net. Thank you so much. Thank you once again. Is there anything you would like to say to our audience, something or another tip that you would like to offer before we are closing today? I would just say, keep going. You know, I believe in you. Keep going. If I can do it, someone with like no business background, literally like just flailing around, have no idea what I was doing. If I can get to where I am now, then you can too, right? And really it's about self-belief and believing in yourself. And if you believe in yourself, then you can do it. Thank you so much, Kenda. Thank you once again for being with me on this journey. And I am honored to learn from you. I am also learning. And um, please keep going because I know that we need so many coaches to inspire our world and to change our world. Thank you once again for being with me today. Thank you. And for you, those of you out there, stay connected because there is so much more to come.